You are officially listening to Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. This is the Sheer, or the topic where we talk a topic for the week for the audience and members to keep. We try to do it in around a 45-minute session forum. You're able to call us at 520-453-8302, 520-453-8302. You can email me anytime at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com, which is the show's email address, but you can email me myself anytime at maximumtee at yahoo.com. You can listen to the Tony Talks Radio live, of course, on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. You can listen to us on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio chat on Naki Radio, the player, or Naki Go, the app. And we ourselves have the Naki Home. We love it. It's a kosher internet radio player. It is phenomenal. We have the home one that has the remote. But, of course, you could download the app itself. You could also listen to us on JRoot Radio on the JRoot app. You could also listen to us at 520-453-8302 live on Monday nights at 8.30. And, of course, after the fact, we uploaded Blinader as a recording to our hub, to our host, JewishPodcast.fm. And you could listen to us on Yidpod as well after the fact, as well as I iTunes, Google, Spotify, and all, all over the place. You just have to type in whichever show you want, Tani Talks Radio, or Perkeavos, or Daf, or Parsha, or Occupational Therapy, OT. Those are our five shows, and you can hear it anytime. You can also join our our podcast group where you can get the recording itself. You don't even have to trouble yourself to look for it on any of the formats. It comes directly to the phone. You could join us and you can email me to be a part of that too, MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com, or we could get you on the Tani Talks podcast group. Today we're going to talk about getting, tonight we're going to talk about getting your fix on. This is the idea of talking about Tikkun Olam, which is a topic we've talked about before, but I like to bring it back to the forum. We're talking different topics, ideas, and in Yonim and kind of aspects that we've dealt before. Of course, we've had Tani Talks Life now for a couple of years, and we switched over to Tani Talks Radio last year in this format. But it's good to think about what is our role as a nation and a person in that nation. How can you get your fix on? How can you get your ability to be involved in fixing the world, doing what you can to participate in the idea of Tikkun Olam and the involve of fixing the world? In, in the fact of our life, can we think about what in the world is going on these days? The world as it stands right now, if we stop a moment and look around us, if we really look closely at what is happening, the world as it stands is in a really bad place. The morals of the world seem to be in great lacking. There's much fighting and argument around. There's an uprising of violence and hatred all over the well, all over the place unrest throughout the whole universe the whole pandemic turned the whole world upside down throughout the past couple of years so much chaos and confusion in the entire earth what can we do to stop this what can we do to participate to try to bring a fix to this how can we contribute to the end the mess and reassess the rest enter the idea of tikkun olam 
or fixing the world and fixing the earth. We are chosen by Hashem as His nation to do that, to bring light into darkness, to bring good to the world, to restore faith in humanity. We are the ones to bring morality to the world and the conscience to the body and the spirit of the humans to the world, which is the real underlying reason for anti-Semitism as spoken by our most vicious enemy in World War II in the Holocaust, Yemach Shemom. We weren't chosen to be better than anyone else. We weren't chosen to be more superior to anyone else we were chosen to make the world a better place as our mission and our life mantra the question is how do we go about this how do we accomplish this it is only through the use of the wonderful ethics and the ideals of the torah being spread through mitzvos through chesed and making a big Kiddush Hashem in our lives. We must use our talents to make the world a much better place. We must use our capabilities to make the world brighter. If you can use your voice, if you're blessed with a beautiful voice, and you dial in for the Amr or Balkore, if you're a man, and if you're a female, if you could figure out a way to use your voice and, and use it for females out there or, or students or whatnot. If you're blessed with the, with the written word that you're a fantastic writer, how can can you use your words to make the world a better place, to fix the world, to bring it to a better state? If you have the ability to have your writings or whatever talent and gift Hashem gave you, make sure to make influence into the world to make it better, to mold the world into a better place, one act at a time. We must leave the world a better place after 120 years than when we entered it. Can we say, after 120, the world is better off for having known us? The world is more brighter for us having been in it, for us having lived in it. If we could say that, then we accomplished something great in our allotted time here on this earth. A simple practical way to do this and to feel to be involved is with the actual doing of things. There's no greater feeling, in my humble opinion, to see the world seem brighter or more cheerful than when involved with chesed acts and ideas to get your hands actually dirty in the best sense of the word, in the nitty-gritty of hands-on mitzvahs. I think of the two weeks my high school sent us on a chesed mission called Mitnadvim, or volunteers where we physically helped to paint houses when I was in Israel studying and work in soup kitchens. It felt wonderful to be able to use the toil of our hands to help others. I further recall volunteering as a big brother in Israel, being involved in food packing, and how my whole week was uplifted, and I so look forward to being involved in those endeavors. I further think of when my wife and I pre-kids, before we had kids, were able to deliver Tomachei Shabbos packages and how wonderful it felt to help bring food to others, especially for Shabbos. Those actions made the world seem a little better. Those actions made the world seem a little kinder for others. The world felt more fixed and more human. It doesn't hurt to be involved in a job or a profession that directly and daily personally helps people and makes the world a better place for others. What can you do in your life to make your Dalit Amos a little brighter? What can you do to make an influence in your Dalit Amos to make the world a better place? We have to do what we can to contribute to the world 
to do good for the world, to be involved in fixing what we can with our abilities, with our capabilities, with our passions, and with our strengths. However, there is a caveat. Fixing the problems in the universe is awesome. But before we can think about tackling the whole earth to make the whole world better, we must realize where we have talents and what talents Hashem gave us and how we can use it to make ourselves better first. A famous saying by Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, founder of the modern Muslim movement, says, as pointed out by Safaria.org, when I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. When I found that I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town. And as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now, as an old man, I realize that the only thing I can change is myself. And suddenly, I realize that if long ago I had changed myself, I could have made an impact on my family. My family and I could have made an impact on our town. Their impact could have changed the nation. And I could indeed have changed the world. We must first start with ourselves and from there work our way up to change the world. To fix its problems and make it better. When we realize we were chosen by Hashem as His nation. To make the world a better place with using His Torah as a blueprint and with properly using our innate abilities, talents, and skills. To supplement it, we may indeed have a help, a way to help repair the earth doesn't have to be anything earth-shattering. I was just on a chat the other day where they were talking about local gemachs, local gemilichas, local things that can help people in the town. And lo and behold, I thought about how in our own house we try to do what we can to help the town. We started a free London library, the FLL. The free lending library is a way for us to give back to the town, to give out books, Jewish novels, and books for kids and adults, Jewish from Shar Press or Art Scroll or Manucha Publishers, my favorite personal, or Sufta Publishing or Feldheim, doesn't really matter which company we use, but it has to have the Jewish ideals and the Jewish basis to the story. People come to our, our basement. We have a, a whole bookcase set up. We have a couple of shelves. We have some kid books. We have adult books. And all the books we've read thus far in the past couple of years, we put it out there for people to lend. And it's an honor system. We hopefully that they give it back. But really, we give it ideally three weeks. And people come and they give it back. Every week, the shul sends out two reminders about this. They put it in the newsletter, in the daily newsletter, the one that comes out on Thursdays, Blaine and they put it on the Shabbos newsletter that they send out on Friday, Blaine Hopefully people see it and remember and realize that we have this wonderful idea. It's our small part, our small area and ability to contribute to the world, to try to help the world. And I'm very big into chesed and gemilat chasadim, especially for neighbors, especially for people in the town. Oftentimes if people have low, you know, a, a crisis or something sad, 
we we chip in and we try to help. There was a family that, unfortunately, for some reason, the community and the shul dropped the ball. So no less than two or three times I cooked for them myself with my own hands. And then once or twice we sent them food for dinner and we contributed because we made sure we wanted them to help. That's our tiny ability to contribute to Tikkun Olam a little bit in the world, even within our nation, not just about outside our nation. And we think about the ability, the idea we cook for others, whether they have a kid or whatever, and we're doing what we can to make sure that they have their food, that their world is a little bit fixed. It's topsy-turvy when a new baby comes in a beautiful way. But it's very hard to catch up. It's very hard to be in, involved and to help out. We try to do what we can. At work, I'm a DOE OT. I work for the city. It is quite apparent and obvious how we have a mission to help to do what we can. If I'm coming in and I'm wearing my kippah and I purposely wear my kippah inside the school, never outside Blinander because for safety reasons. But if I'm coming in and I stand for being a religious Jewish person, I show them that I could try to go above and beyond. I give them the welcome packet. It has the welcome letter. It has a questionnaire and a checklist and it has that free resource of the OT show with the business card. Purposely, I like to make a business card too. And I try to talk about how we can help, what we can do. If I can take the kid and, and try to get him to get his energy out, what can we do being a part of a school, of the of the greater city, of the greater state, of the greater country, of the greater aspect of the whole world? What can we do to contribute? If we're in a job that's literally trying to repair the world, to repair kids and help kids, or whatever our job is trying to make the world a little bit of a better place, little by little, then we can be involved in getting our fix on to work towards fixing the world in total. And you know, there are many different sources that point to this idea. The sources come from safari.org. When we look at the Be'er Hagola, the Be'er Angle on Mishnah Gittin, the explanation... One of the member, most memorable parts of Gittin is the two middle chapters which discuss the concept of Tikkun Olam repairing the world. Tikkun Olam means remedying economic, social, and legal injustices in an attempt to make the world a more livable place. Tikkun Olam is always a go about going beyond the letter of the law. This is something that's well worth to remember. So you want to give tzedakah. So you give the 10%. Wonderful. What if you went a little beyond the 10%? What if you gave 11% or 12%? You're allowed to go up to 20%. So is it going to kill you instead of giving $1,000 to give $1,005? And we're not talking about different situations where you're maxed out on credit cards, you have debts up the wazoo, whatever. Everyone talks to their own local Orthodox rabbi, LOR. But in a situation... Where everything's taken care of and all is good and you're able to give. What if you gave a little more? If someone asks you for five minutes of their time, would it really kill you to give them 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes of your time going a little above and beyond? The name is Shuras Hadin is a rule of thumb that works in all situations. If I ask you for a finger and you give me an arm, how much more so is that wonderful and benefit, beneficial? Like when we talk about the idea of Avraham the other week, the other episode we talked about the idea of Emor Ma'ad Ve'asei Harbei. You gotta be like an Avraham where you say a little. I'm going to come over for two minutes just to help you. you. End up staying an hour and a half till everything is set up for their computer, to their printer, to their modem. That's Lefnemishur Sadin. You did a little bit to change his world, to fix his world, and as a as a total, the whole world has been fixed because of that wonderful aspect of giving of your time, much more than you said you would, to that person. 
Dafi Shavui speaks about in Kasuvas 49b. Takana were created in the second century Israel. These legislative things were corrected social economic problems that were created by Jewish law or by economic factors. They're loosely related to Tikkun Olam, the repairing of the world as social justice. Sefer HaChinach points out, you think about being the chosen of all the nations, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation in each and every aspect of us. We're supposed to be that. We're supposed to do what we can to be involved in helping out the world and doing good for the world and and contributing to the world a little bit a little bit a little bit at a time each year and every month and every week and within our days. Lakuti Menor Maharan points out we gotta look into Stig and Olam to fill the lackings of the world and pray for them and do something about them. In order to keep peace between Olam, it's also a subcategory of Tikkun Olam. Many enactments were made because of Tikkun Olam with a strong economic element, but we need to be concerned as well with interpersonal relationships involved too. Mishnah Gittin goes on to say, Connection to Tikkun Olam is that the sages shaped some of the laws using Tikkun Olam type criteria that they tried to take into social needs when making these rules. We're supposed to do what we can in this life to make the world a better, more livable place. In the major themes of modern philosophies of Judaism, they talk about the idea of the meaning of the chosenness of Israel. It symbolizes God's love of mankind. The idea is also formulated somewhat differently. The election of Israel has a twofold meaning. Election and chosenness are the different terminology, but it means that we were elected to do good and to make a difference, and we were chosen to do good and make a difference, we need to make sure to go through with that chosenness and actually follow through to make the world a better place. It talks about, in Hashem talks about, in Sefer Shemos, in Paragutes, in Paragutes, Pasuk Hay talks about, if you will accept my command, Hashem says, and you keep my covenant which I made with the patriarchs, with the others, then you shall be my chosen treasure from all the nations. For all the earth is mine, but you alone have I chosen to be a light to the nations. Hashem chooses us, holds us up to a greater standard. We're supposed to be a light to the nations, showing the nations how to make the world a better place, showing the nations how to create a better world, a more bright world, a more beautiful world. Anytime we see a beautiful article about a Jew, a religious Jew especially, making a difference, making something happen in the world, that should be a shining example to us and to the whole world, making the world a better place. You talk about how this Jewish person started, this organization started this thing, and especially if it's written up in the Times or whatever paper or not that I listen or, or read the Times, or even when you see a small example of someone pulling over on the highway to help someone's car who broke down, that's helping to the idea of taking all of them and being a light to the nations. Shemos also talks about when you observe Shabbos, it's a sign between Hashem and us that He has chosen us from the nations throughout the generations that everybody can recognize us. And in Bamidbar talks about the idea that we are chosen entirely for the service of Hashem amongst the children of Israel instead of the firstborn, all the people involved in the service. We should carry out what we can for Hashem's divine plan to make the world a better place. Hashem chose us, Tavarim points out, for His service. He took us out of the furnace of bitter bondage in Egypt to be a chosen people for Him because Israel is the chosen one, as Rashi points out by Yeshaya. Hashem chose us as a people. And each individual is supposed to light and uplift the world in different ways. Rashi also points out in Yeshayim, when Hashem chose Sion, 
it says Manachos, the idea of your walls, the translation could be, it's the forefathers, the Avos who guard us like a wall and direct us in our mission as a Jewish people. Hashem chose us to be his own treasure, as it points out in Devarim. Hashem took us as a seed and made us into a vine. He took us out of Egypt when we were just a seed, just a, a the beginning, and we didn't have the actual planting, the firm rooting of the Torah, and he took us and he made us into that vine, as the Medrash Tanhum Abuber points out. And Hashem chose us to be involved as a treasured people. We are supposed to be following in the ways of Hashem. He loves us and wants us to do good. He created tribes and created us and chose us to be involved in, in different aspects because He cherishes us and wants us to contribute to the world and make the world a better place. The David Yeshua to Kedushin 70b talks about how the rabbis believe that Jews are God's chosen people and as such have special responsibilities. Everyone knows that Jews are God's chosen people, but by being that we have special responsibilities as how we're supposed to act in the entire world. We know that Noah restarted the whole generation, restarted the whole mankind. Really, Noah becomes like the Adam. Hashem chose them because they were good in order to perpetuate the good and perpetuate the world and to try to bring the world into a better state than it was before. And of course, in our generation, we're supposed to do what we can, especially with the filth all around us on many different levels, do what we can to clean up the world a little bit, to clean up the image a little bit, to bring spirituality into the world a little bit, a little bit at a time. Balatorum points out in Baratius, the numerical value, when it says in Bara Elohim, the numerical value is Israel is chosen among the nations, and also is the numerical value of 613 he created, that he created the world for the sake of the Jewish people, keeping the 613 commandments, making the world a better place. We're supposed to be a chosen people to him from all the peoples, that each one of us, each one of the just is beloved by Hashem as all different people combine together, as the Sefer Devarim points out. Because we are chosen to be a more beloved nation than to all the others on the face of the earth, as the Targum Yonasim points out, because we have a commandment to do what we can. We want Hashem to dwell amongst us, as the Orchim points out in Bamidbar. Hashem chose us to minister to him, and he chose us to do what we what we can to make the world a better place. We are His chosen people. Hashem made us into a unique nation through which the unity of Hashem is revealed in the world. His holiness dwells within the Jewish people and guides them in a unique way. As the Zohar points out from the Panini Halacha as well, we are chosen to do mitzvahs and to spread good, to bring treasure to the entire world by the idea that we have a bris with Hashem starting in Abram's time and going forward, we have this connection, we have this ability, we have this divine mission where we're supposed to make the world a better place. And it starts with small acts and small ideas and small interactions in your day to make the whole world a better place. You know, I often say, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Oftentimes, unfortunately, people are missing the lack of basic decency, the lack of basic Derech Eretz. They walk by, they don't even look at the security guard, they don't look at the crossing guard, they don't look at anyone. They're in their own zone, in their own world. Have a little Hakar have a little gratitude to the people who bring your children in safely to school here and there and, and who guard them and protect them while they're in school. 
say thank you, have a good day, talk to them. I often try to talk to people on customer service, especially Amazon or the like. What can we do to bring a little teak into the world, to, to correct the corrupt ways where people are lacking in any basic decency in this world? We have to be that chosen light in our life to do what we can as exchanges in every interaction to bring the world to a good place. Happy is the nation of Hashem, is the Lord, the people that he has chosen to be his own, as Tehillah points out in 33 from David. Hashem loves righteousness and hates wickedness. Righty, rightly has God your chosen you to amongst you with all the gladness over your peers, if you choose good and do good. As Tehillah also points out and says, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David that you spoke in a vision and you spoke in a way where you could conduct things to be able to make the world a better place. Tehillim always says beautiful stuff, but talking about how Hashem chose us and ex and exalted us out of the people, that we are the, the children of Avraham, his chosen ones, like Moshe and Aaron, whom he had chosen as well. And the Redeeming Relevance points out that the Proof of a leader's integrity is not the superficial chosenness, but in the extent of his chosenness that it transformed him. If you go around thinking you're better than everybody else, then you're better than no one else. But if you go around thinking that you have a greater mission, you have greater responsibilities, you have more that you have to accomplish, you're going to have to rise up to that challenge to do what you can to contribute to the world. The Pesach Haggadah talks about when we, when we mentioned that Hashem is the one that chose us from all the peoples and raised us above all tongues and sanctified us with his commandments. For he chose us and sanctifies us versus all other people, and he granted us the Shabbos and special times for happiness and joy. By being chosen, it means that we have to do what we can to get our fix on to make the world better. He took us, he sanctified us, we have this great mission to live up to. The, even the Siddur talks about, Asher bachar bano mikol lano estoraso. Hashem literally chose us from all the nations to give us His Torah. We are the chosen of the nations. And we're spread out throughout the world. We're supposed to be treasured and chosen by God to make the world better ones, to make the world better through our actions. We have to do what we can to make sure that's true. Hashem chose not only us as a nation, but our Avos and Imahos and our leaders throughout the Jewish story, throughout the Tanakh and beyond, to do His will and to lead others in the service of Shem and to brighten the world. Through the Torah, we are sanctified and sanctify those things around us. And of course, we were guided by the Malchus, guided by Shaul, and then when David takes over the Malchus, David supposed to be the beacon of light to direct us on the right path. When we don't have that, or we had a bad ruler or a sinful ruler, we kind of shifted away from our purpose. We kind of shifted away from what we were supposed to accomplish. We're supposed to have the right element to key us in, to direct us into what we're supposed to accomplish and do, and, and bring ourselves through prayer and action to make the world even better. We assert ourselves that Judaism is our status as chosen people, especially when we put on the tefillin, as the Gemara points out in Erev in 96. During the week, except on Shabbos and festivals, these are the sign of is of the B'nai Yisrael's closeness to Hashem. I remember of the leaving Mitzrayim, which of course on Shabbos we don't have the tefillin, but we have the aspect itself of the Shabbos itself as the sign. Then, to think about where Hashem rests His presence in Zion, in Jerusalem, in Zion, 
That is what he desired for us. It's the resting place forever and wherever we go, especially in that land, we have to represent Hashem as best as we can to make the world better. To do what we can because Hashem chose us and Hashem chose Yerushalayim as well. Why was it chosen? Because it, it is a beautiful land, a land that is from where Hashem dwells. And they talk about how really the earth started around Israel and the Mesopotamia area, and it really ballooned elsewhere. You know that Israel is kind of a microcosm for the whole world. They found many different biospheres, many different living conditions in Israel, which is very apparent to see. You have a lot all the way in the south, the desert, and the, and you have the, the, the desert throughout, the, the mid to the south, and then you go up further, you have like forest land, and then you have the Negev, and then you have Mount Hermon, and you have the, the dry area of the, the crater, Ramon Crater, there's everything out there, there's the Dead Sea, of course, and the Engedi Springs, there's all these elements out there, and this is the state that kind of represents a microcosm, how the world is supposed to be. Just like there's all biospheres and all aspects of different conditions in Israel, and it's all harmonious once you go to different parts of Israel, you see it. So too in the world, we're supposed to find harmonious aspects, and even though it might be different, geological conditions and political conditions and physical, emotional, cognitive, physical, psychosocial conditions, we're all supposed to do what we can to come together for the world to be in a better place. Hashem not only chose us as his nation to bring glory to the world, but also chose the land of Israel to dwell in where we should all, Amir Hashem, live one day, as well as his base of Migdash to be his house of light for the world. We know that Avram's name was changed. Gemara and Shabbos points out 105a, that it originally was Avra, Avram, because he was a father of Aram, that's where he was, but once Hashem took him out and explained that he was going to be the father of nations, he changed his name to Avraham. You know, it is the idea of being Avhamon Goyim, he's supposed to be the father of a multitude of nations. He made him, Hashem chose him among the nations, made him beloved among the nations, and made him a king for the nations, and made a distinguished for the nations and made him trusted for the nations. We too are supposed to be all of these things. When they look at us, they look at our nation, our our lives, and they look at our identity. We're supposed to be this for everyone else. We're supposed to be chosen and beloved and an example and a role model for all the nations. And that's another way to be a tikkun for the olam. If we hold ourselves up to a beautiful standard, a wonderful standard, then the other aspects of the world are supposed to live up to that as well. And of course, we see this practically in the IDF in the army. They go through such painful extents to ensure as much as they can that all situations and all missions do what they can to be a wonderful element for the nations. Unfortunately, other nations deride it and, and don't look and don't see the wonderful example they have. But if they just look closely, they would see that there's a wonderful example as well, especially among the 70 nations. Abraham and the aspect of the Jewish people are the chosen ones among the 70 nations in this world. When it says, happy is the one whom you have chosen and you have brought closer, that is talking about Avram, and Avram lays the groundwork and the foundation for all of us. We're supposed to follow him in the example of Chesed. We're supposed to follow him in the example of the Morma Avraham Bain, of course, being humble and generous and giving, and of a shy nature, as Perkelos points out. Whoever has these traits, bashfulness also, and humility. These kind of people know that they come from Avraham.
he was called righteous, as the Medjistan Khuma points out, and the Midbar Rabbah. He could make himself be devoted to a task to turn the hearts to Hashem. The holiness transmitted from the Avas is one of the reasons that we keep going, and Hashem lets us keep going. Hashem chose Avram as the first one of our people. He was the first to recognize Hashem, and there was effect to the world through teaching and mitzvah. So we have to make sure to follow in his mission all those many, many, many years ago, and to bring people closer to the fold. Not that we want to convert them, but that they see the beauty of Jerusalem. They see the beauty of our life and what we try to accomplish in this world. Hashem chose us to take us out to make the world a better place, to make this life a better life, to do what we can, to be sanctified, to choose the service, to make the world even brighter and even lighter. Hashem chose the Kohanim and the Levim as a special sect to minister Him as their mission, purpose to be the spiritual mentors of the Jewish people, while everyone else has their other purpose as well. It's interesting, though, also that you could think about what your mission could be and you could feel like you have a calling somewhere. So we see an example of a, of a dichotomy of this, of two sides of the coin. Esav and David, Lahavdal, Havdal, were both very red, were both very ruddy in appearance and, and haggardy in complexion, I guess. People worried when David was born that he was going to be like an Esav. They are worried that it will be a sign that he would be a murderer, as the Sefzeh Chachaman points out in Barashas Rashi, knows that this was written here to be a sign, because otherwise, why would Scripture tell us he was reddish? Whereas it is understandable that it says he was hairy, this explains why his name is Esav, talking about Esav himself. It's written also by David that he was reddish, from Shmuel Aleph, Perak Tet Zayin. The earlier sages have explained in Barashas Rabbah 63, that concerning David, it is also written over there, with beautiful eyes. In I'm Yafos, which teaches, which could mean that he has very pretty eyes, but it also teaches that Hashem had it, that Dove's nature was that he was, had this fight in him, that he was a warrior, he had this aggression in him. So Dove had shed blood, but according to the directives of the Sanhedrin, who are called the eyes of the congregation, as Bamidbar points out in Tetvav. Shnei Lechosabris also talks about in Torah Shabbat Sav and Vayeshem Mikitz Mayigash in the Torah Or. David is described as this Admoni Vitov Roi, the ruddy, good-looking person. In Shmuel Aleph, Ted Zion again, he's contrasted to Asa, who is called Edom, because he has absorbed all the pollutants of the original serpent, which has made blood the symbol of death. Asa absorbed all the pollutant so that Yaakov could be free of it. So we're worried about how David is described. David is descended from parrots who, as poets get, achieved a breakthrough against the forces of the Nachash. David was an outstanding Torah scholar. When the honor of Hashem was at stake, he knew how to take revenge in the manner of a serpent. It said to him, For from the stock of a snake there sprouts an asp. ASP. As Yeshaya points out, this is an allusion to David's father, Yeshaya, who is the Nachash in the verse. Talked about in the prophets' forces are able to make sure to subdue the original Nachash. So Hashem gave us, like He gave Davin, certain inborn traits and tendencies to use in the world. They should be used to do good and to bring life specifically through the performance of mitzvahs. So we have a tafkid, we have an ability, we have to do what we can to get our fix on to fix the world. But we have to use our traits to do so. So if Davin, had this natural tendency towards aggression, 
Of course, it could be used in bad ways, but Baruch Hashem, he channeled it to get rid of the Sona Yisrael, to get rid of the enemies of the Jews. Gemara talks about that a person might have a disposition to want to draw blood, you know, maybe thinking that he wants to hurt people, God forbid. So that kind of a person can direct it to a mitzvah, to a shochet, to draw the blood, but in a manner that's permissible and proper according to halacha. Or he might be someone that does bris milas. You have the ability to channel your efforts, to channel your abilities in any way. As the Gemara points out in Shabbos 156, very interesting how weeks can have effects on nature and abilities, and the hour of the day, not just the day, can affect a person. It is written in Yeshua ben Levi's notebook, one who was born on the first day of the week, Sunday, will be a person, and there not be one in him. One who was born on the second day of the week, Monday, will be a short-tempered person, angered person, very angered easily. One who was born on the third day of the week will be a rich man, too bad I wasn't born on the third day. One who was born on the fourth day of the week will be a wise and enlightened person, wasn't born on the fourth day. One who was born on the fifth day of the week, I was born on a Thursday, will be a person who performs acts of kindness, which is fascinating because I actually love to be involved in Gemil's Chassadim and kindness acts, and I always felt a propensity towards it, but not until Israel did I understand that one of the things that I'm supposed to be doing is Chesed on some level and on some form, I guess because it's connected to the day that I was born. When I was born on the sixth day, there would be a seeker of mitzvos and Someone who's born in Shabbos will eventually die in Shabbos, but it's called a person of great respectability. It's, Rabbi Hanina talks about it's not the constellation of the day that determines, but it's the constellation of the hour that determines the nature. One born under the influence of the sun will be radiant. One under the influence of Venus will be rich. One born under the influence of Mercury will be enlightened and expert man. One born under the influence of the moon will be a man who suffers pains, who builds and destroys and destroys and builds. One who's born under the influence of Saturn will be a man whose thoughts are for naught, and some say that everything that others think about him and plan to do is for naught. One born under the influence of Jupiter will be a just person at Satkan, and one under the influence of Mars will be one who spills blood. Rabbi Ashi said he'll be either a bloodletter or a thief or a slaughterer of animals or a circumciser, but that person can choose what to do with that need to spill blood. Better to be an Ashalchet or a Molhelm to use that quality, to use that capability, that ability for a mitzvah instead. And anything can really be pushed into a mitzvah. You could take your Yitzhar with you and make the Yitzhar do your work and to be involved in good kinds of things. Jealousy, the footnote Stukohalis points out, can be channeled into the development of great skill, also into thievery, into scholarship, also, God forbid, but perhaps even into philanthropy. So Hashem influences our nature and our abilities, determining us to be born a certain day and time with inherent abilities that can be used for good or bad, but must be used for good. You have to use what you have to make that world a better place because Hashem chose us, so we need to do what we can to be worthy of that choice. Different qualities and different traits are really good to have. Also, the quality of modesty is among the best qualities of a precious soul. And when we see that we are chosen out of all the creatures, even though it might take a while to realize that, that we are chosen... We have to understand that we are chosen, that we are supposed to do something with our chosenness to make the world a better place, to bring light into the world. We are each on this earth to bring something special to it. There's never a person like you before. There never will be a person like you again in the future. And there's only one you right now, even if you have an identical twin. Because we're supposed to make our difference, our dollar almost to fix the world, to get your fix on at some level, whatever we can to be 
a positive influence in the world. We're supposed to have that one-on-one relationship with Hashem. We're supposed to have a relationship with the world to make sure that positivity is being brought in into the world. One of my favorite quotes from the entire Talmud talks about how we know what we're supposed to do in this world, how we know what we're supposed to do to contribute to the world, to, to give to the world, to fix the world. That is the idea of Makos 10b. So I was talking about how God leads people. Gmartites cites the statement from Rabbi Barav Huna that talks about from the Torah, from the prophets, from the writings, one learns that along the path a person wishes to proceed, one leads and assists him. Hashem will take you on the path you want to take, but you have to make sure you find that path and you lead yourself to that path. Dafi Shavuot to Avodah 55 points out that Rish Lakish says that the happen helps a person follow the path they have chosen. If they have chosen the dark side, God forbid, then they are provided with help to continue down that road. But if they choose the light side, they are given the ability to continue that, down that road as well. Make sure to cling to Hashem, the Ramban, Ramban points out, in Bereshus. God communicates with chosenness with the nation, and we have to follow that communication. Hashem wants to bring them on the path to serve Him with a sincere heart. If you find your passion and use it, Hashem will guide you along the way, so make sure it's the right one. And Hashem, make sure always to have leaders, and if you see that there's no leader, like Perkevos points out in Bet, hey, Perk Bet Mishnah, hey, in a place where there are no men, you strive to be the man, you strive to be that leader, you strive to be that role model. Even if you have no role models, for whatever reason, you strive to be your own role model in some way. We have to follow Hashem and proceed to ourselves to conduct ourselves in the paths that we chose for ourselves. Hopefully a good path that leads to a better, brighter world and a better, brighter future. Chosen ones are brought to Hashem, close to Hashem. Israel as one people has been chosen for a special task in God's plan for human history. His unity of faith is its unity of destiny. This comes from unity in Judaism, the one people within it, every Jew has his place without distinction, independent of opinions, ideas, ideologies, or conduct. The unity of fate and destiny places upon us responsibility towards our fellows, toward the nation in its entirety. So we should follow the path Hashem is giving for us with mitzvahs, abilities, stand up to be the chosen one, the leader, the innovator, when no one else will or no one else does. We have to stand up and take a charge, doing what we can to make the world better. We were chosen by Hashem to be in the world, to make the world more pure. We came with a pure, blank, pristine soul, with each sin selling and dirtying our neshama. But we should do good to do what we can to make the world more pristine. The Chaskuni talks about operations, the vocations chosen by people due to the earth having been cursed. They need to find ways other than farming to make a living. But make sure what you do as you're living really makes a difference. We know there was a person once in jail, the analogy goes that he was there for years and years and years and he was turning the millstone and he thought he was contributing a little bit and he could kind of have some hope that one day he'll get free, but at least in the meantime he's doing something very important, grinding the millstone, grinding the kernels so that people could have dough and flour. But it turns out that after nine years the king shows him that the machine was connected to nothing and rather 
then being waited to be liberated, he literally collapsed on the floor and passed away because his whole job that he thought he was doing for years was pointless. We need to make sure that we're involved in pointed directions, pointed tasks, pointed abilities to make the world a better place where there is hope. And we know that change is being done. We know that we're making something different in the world to find out what we can do in this world to make the world a better place. Find yourself. Observe the commandments through your life through your profession learn what you want to get accomplished have ambition to see what can be brought to the world to make the world a better place we're supposed to make the world light take evil and turn it into good turn darkness into light as Penny the Halacha points out and you can see what the ambitions of people want to hurt us that these are the unique inheritances and properties that we already have to begin with they don't accept the religious yardstick, of course, like Yavachshon talked about before. That's one of the reasons that I don't believe that we we understand our mission, we understand our chosenness. We have to understand that we have to accept our missiles and chesed to guide us to what we're supposed to do in this world. That Hashem gave us the ability to follow us in deed, in practice, and in ability. And everybody has different skills and abilities and talents. You should use it and bring it to the work, like it talks in a Melchim Aleph, someone came to Shlomo to use his talents to help build the base of Migdash. Skillful in all types of works, like when they made the Mishkan, but Salah and Ohaliyov, they had wonderful special talents. If a person has a talent for teaching, no son, then they should use it. Someone who's equipped with different talents should use them to take out the talents and use them like Batal and Ahaliv. If you have different skills and ability and knowledge, like Shmos talks about, artisans who have different skills, use it to, to contribute to the world. Our own emotion were leadership roles. They had to use it and they took out the nation, millions of people, because they know that there's a task of a leader that has to be done. Understand you want to love peace and pursue peace to make the world a better place too. Love the creatures, bring them closer to Torah. Be like Aaron, Oiv Shalom, Rodif Shalom. Make sure that you have your ability, use your talents where they are. If you're intelligent and clear-sighted, conveying complicated ideas in concise ways, that's the good orator. Make sure to use that. But if you're very weak in a different area, that's probably not where you're guided to do to try to contribute to the world, to make the world a better place. Beauty and talent are some things that some people get, like the legends that the Jews talk about was given to Dovin. Someone endowed with the ability to be a calligrapher, then he should use that and use that talent for writing Torah scrolls and phylacteries. Hashem gives people talents in order to contribute to the world and to make the world a better place, as Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar and Kedis Yitzchak points out. Each individual finds should find the unique ability in their life so that they use talent to influence those in other areas. As the perplexed the generation talks about and contemporary halakhic problems talks about that a talent is innate but you have to practice with it too it's only partially innate and partially acquired no one springs from being born holding a violin in their hand as an analogy goes you need to be trained you need to practice what you can in this world to make the world a better place use your talents use your skills use your abilities to make sure that you can be involved and make sure you take those talents and you bring them to the divine service to do what we can to serve Hashem. If you have a good voice, you have a good writing, you have a good anything, use it for the world. Use it to make the world a better place. Do what you can to understand that it was Hashem that brought you places. He brings you along the path. You can't say, Kol Chayva Otim Liyadeh, as Achayla says, Devarim points out. 
It's not your might, it's Hashem giving you the strength and the ability. Don't trust in your own wisdom or abilities, they're going to fail you one day. God forbid, don't be deluded into thinking it's your skills, your talents that contribute to anything in your wealth. Understand, as the Sforno points out in Baratius, if it's your skill that it's books, then don't go off to be a sword swear. Understand the skill you need for a livelihood and you need in your life. Make sure to find that specific skill, hone that skill, and use it in life to contribute to the world. Make sure you use your right job for your skill set in order to make the world even better. The Matmar Mazakarabma talks about one has to get his strengths to find his existence, the purpose of our existence, seek an olam, then a person can see what to do to make the world even brighter and better. If you have different abilities to to if you're a really good mole or you're a really good speaker, you gotta do these things, you gotta use these things. Use your different skills for the purposes of Torah, Chesed and Mitzvos to bring the world to even a better place. So make sure to remember that we need to make the world a better place. We have to uplift those around us, bring mitzvahs and spread good to the world. We are chosen to make the world a better place, to bring glory to the world, and to bring kindness and brightness to the world. That we need to use our inborn traits and abilities and our capabilities to make the world a better place, a brighter place, to fix the world of a lot of its problems. Use your strengths, use your capabilities, use your skills to do what you can to make the world a better place on many different levels and many different levels. If we are able to be involved in this task, this beautiful task, this wonderful task, to make the world a little brighter, to get your fix on, to fix the world, then hopefully we can be Zoha. To finally have Mashiach come speedily in our days with the building of the third base to make just speedily in our days. And may that day, in fact, be today. This has been the Tani Talks Radio, the TTR, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. God willing, you may have to join us next time where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep here on the TTR on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani.